Hey, it's C.S. Joseph with csjoseph.life. Doing another episode for season 13. We're going to be talking about the mature masculine again, and we're going to be talking about the magician archetype. According to uh, Robert Moore and Douglas Gillette, they wrote the book King, Warrior, Magician, Lover. And uh, it's from that book that we'll be deriving the source material uh, for tonight's lecture. As uh, you are all very well aware, I have been missing for like the last week. And the reason why is because I was in Ohio uh, doing uh, some training and presentations and other various uh, things. And uh, I had to do that on top of doing a lot of work for my day job. And I was not actually in a position uh, to basically do any lectures. So it sucks. I'm sorry. But if I did, I would have been like because I barely got any sleep right I would have botched it and uh, I don't know burned out right and we don't want me to burn out right so it would have sucked it was so long I will admit though that I am still very exhausted but I want to demonstrate to this audience that I am willing to do what it takes to make sure that um, the content continues to flow if you know what I mean so we're definitely gonna be doing uh, another lecture tomorrow and just keep pumping them out as we go but I haven't touched uh, season 13 in a while, so I was compelled to continue season 13 for tonight's episode where we're talking about the magician archetype. But before I continue, I'd like to announce another giveaway. We're doing another round of the giveaway, and it's basically I'm going to be giving away a copy of Robert Moore and Douglas Gillette's book, King, Warrior, Magician, Lover. And yes, it is a book that is geared uh, for men, and it is... Uh, yeah, but just because it's a ge book geared for men, or at least talking about men, I recommend women actually take the time and check it out. It is useful. So, <clears throat> it is useful. So please, uh, please uh, consider, uh, you know, thinking about it. It's actually pretty short. It's a short book. Uh, it's not very long, but it gives you a nice primer as to what the four archetypes of the mature masculine is. The four archetypes of the mature masculine being the source of men's respectability, source of men's nobility, which is the one thing that attracts women to men, basically, nobility. Uh, whereas, you know, what attracts men to women is beauty, for example. So, and beauty equals, you know, being pretty and uh, being, you know, respectful, right? That equals beauty. Whereas for men's nobility, it's king, warrior, magician, lover, essentially. So... But, I mean, sure, on the beauty side, that's, you know, queen, mother, wise woman, lover as well. So, let's be honest. So, uh, yeah, there's a giveaway. So, to get the give to get on the giveaway, all you got to do is uh, be a subscriber to uh, this channel on YouTube and uh, leave, a leave a like and also uh, leave a comment uh, that is related to this uh, subject, um, you know, or the mature masculine, for example, or related to season 13 on this uh, lecture. And you'll be automatically entered to win. And uh, yeah, so awesome. Free books. I like free books. Uh, I read books all the time. Of course, right now I'm averaging about four or five books a month. So reading a lot more than I usually do. But I mean, this channel is very demanding. So it's important that I stay well read as I continue to go through. So which is important. No problem. Anyway, uh, so let's get down to business. Tonight's lecture, uh, The Magician Archetype, according to Robert Moore and Douglas Gillette. So 
The Magician. This is the most enigmatic or the most mysterious of all of the uh, archetypes, according to Robert Moore and Douglas Gillette. We're actually going to take a little walk here right now because the wind is picking up. So, and I definitely could use the uh, use the walking time. I've been sitting a little too much today, anyway. So, uh, yes, the magician archetype. Why is the magician archetype actually important? Well, quite frankly, the magician archetype is vastly missing. It's vastly missing from first world society currently, uh, and because of the lack of the magician archetype. Men, as we know it, are not really able to reach the mature masculine as quickly or as efficiently or as effectively as they were when this archetype was more present, right? When it was more available to society as we know it. Now, this problem is not really as big a deal when you look at third world countries, developing countries, or countries that don't really have that much infrastructure. The magician archetype is actually very prevalent there. Something I would like to talk about developing countries. Isn't it interesting when we talk about, you know, happiness and people rate how happy they are, right? When they talk about happiness, the happiness in the United States of America, for example, is much lower compared to many uh, developing countries. Interesting that is. And yet the magician archetype is more prevalent in developing countries. Hmm, an interesting correlation. Well, correlation is not causation, however, but still definitely something to think about, right? It is rational, but uh, definitely something to think about. So the magician archetype, what is the magician archetype? It's basically a man's ability to become so specialized in what he knows, and in what he does, so insanely specialized that he's literally able to move mountains, move mountains in his life or move mountains in the lives of other people. Basically, it gives him the ability to work miracles. Miracles, <clears throat> literally, that's what it's about. It's all about working miracles. Eventually the lights are going to turn on here, and then I get to be all spooky on my lecture. Yeah, I love doing that. Um, but until the spookiness, we'll go up here. So, anyway, the magician archetype. All about being that miracle worker. Working miracles, gaining wisdom, specializing. And it's as if the man is actually practicing magic. And somehow things just work out. Think, <laughs> Here's a great example. If you ever saw the Deadpool 2 film recently, there's a character by the name of Domino in this film, and she has like this mutant superpower which gives her amazing luck. And I remember her telling Deadpool in the film, hashtag spoilers, also don't care, get over it. Uh, you know, she says, quote, things just work out for me. You know, that's another aspect of the magician archetype. Things just work out for men who have the magician archetype, right? So, the magician archetype is very important for a man to master, right? It's also because it has another role. The magician archetype has a very important role. And this role uh, is utilized in families, communities, villages, tribes, churches, right? A lot of people would actually argue that the office of the pastor or uh, 
you know, a priest or a spiritual leader is actually attached to uh, the magician archetype. Okay, yeah, I can see that. I mean, yeah, it is, technically. Uh, because the magician is when a man is able to actually access his spiritual side, uh, to have his relationship with the spiritual world or the spiritual realm. And as a boy, he starts becoming initiated in this process. The process from becoming a boy to a man, and he receives his initiation, and then as a result of having that initiation into manhood, he begins the process of developing the magician archetype. So, let's talk about that a little bit. So, the shaman of the village. The shaman of the village is like the initiator. The shaman of the village's responsibility is basically to make sure that the boys of the tribe are initiated into manhood. Now, one of the examples that Robert Moore and Douglas Gillette offer in their book, uh, King Warrior Magician Lover, is a particular scene in a, in a uh, it's actually a movie um, called The Emerald Forest. It used to be uh, required watching from in high schools all over the place uh, back in the 80s, actually. Correct me if I'm wrong on that. I think it's the 80s. Probably is not the, uh, the 90s and whatnot, but in any case, in any case, uh, the Emerald Forest is basically about a little boy who gets separated from their parents in the Amazon and then ends up being raised by this Amazon tribe th throughout his entire boyhood. And eventually, the boy starts noticing how beautiful the girls are of the tribe, and the shaman of the village recognizes this uh, turn of events. So the shaman of the village goes up to the little boy after speaking with the uh, elders of the village and the chief and goes to the boy and is like, oh, hey, you know, it's time for you to die. Of course, the boy is pretty freaked out at this point, has no idea what's going to do it. And the, the men of the village take the boy against uh, his will and take him into the Amazon and throw him, basically throw him over a cliff into the river if I remember the scene correctly. But the whole point was to symbolize death. Why is that? Well, it's a ritual. <clears throat> it's known as the rite of passage. Conducting rites of passage is basically the number one most important focus of, um, number one most important focus of the magician. Absolutely number one. Initiating other men into manhood, basically. That's what this means. The boy made it back to the village and he earned himself the right of being a man and considered and respected as such by the members of this tribe who lived in the Amazon. And then he, as a result of becoming a man, he was allowed to take on a wife within uh, the tribe, essentially. And then the rest of the story unfolds from there. But the shaman also during the ritual uh, you know, has access to powerful drugs, which basically gives the mind access to, you know, this is what psychedelics do, gives the mind access to intuitive cognitive functions, especially the function expert intuition. You know, this is why oftentimes you don't really see high expert intuition users utilizing, you know, psychedelics as much as you would see 
SPs using it statistically because expert intuition is their trickster function. So by using high-level psychedelics, they're actually able to access their expert intuition function to be able to gain a lot more of that future metaphysical sight that they wouldn't have you know, without it. Whereas to an ENTP like me or an ENFP, extrovert intuition hero, it's kind of like we live in that metaphysical world every day as a normal thing anyway, right? Always aware of possibilities, alternate futures. It's a form of precognition, essentially. If you want to learn more about that, watch my lecture on extroverted intuition. It's part of season part of season one, uh, the season one playlist if you want to learn more about that. Oh, the light's turned on. Awesome. So, uh, anyway, the purpose of the shaman or the magician, basically, of the village is to initiate men into manhood, right? Uh, that initiation is known as the rite of passage, and we do not have rites of passage uh, in our culture right now. And the lack of rite of passage is actually something that's causing a lot of damage uh, to the men of our society. A huge amount of damage, because society respects the office of the magician, respects the position of the magician. The magician has a lot of influence, right? Now think about it this way. The, magi the magician, also known as the shaman, the shaman of the village, though it's not the chief of the village, it has just as much influence, if not power, as the chief of the village. Even though the chief of the village is the alpha of the village, they are the alpha of their village. But the shaman, although the shaman is a beta, basically, this beta has just as much importance as the chief of the village. Not only that, this beta can move from village to village to village and honor that village with his presence. It's not considered higher than the chief, but the chief is not considered higher than the shaman either. Because the shaman's main role is to create men. That is why I do this YouTube channel. This, this YouTube channel is a direct result of my magician archetype, where this audience is gaining the benefit of my magician archetype coming out as a result. And because of that, we're able to have these lectures and have these discussions, have the Discord server, and make these decisions, right? So, very important to understand that that's where that comes from. It's the magician archetype. It's the aspect of my mature masculinity, my nobility, is being able to do these lectures uh, for this community here on YouTube and on the podcast and on the Discord or the website or wherever else we have this community. Everywhere, basically. So the shaman exists to do this rite of passage. So let's let's talk about a rite of passage and what and how, how important it is. Let me give you an example. Let's say you knew like some INFP or some ISTJ who was stuck in a rut, right? And their parents had no idea what to do. I actually suggested one time, well, you need to have, they need to have a traumatic event in their life. And they're like, what do you mean? Well, take your son and go abandon him in a foreign country where he doesn't speak the language and see if he can come out of it alive. Okay, yeah, I get that's pretty harsh, but understand the impact of that. If that boy does survive that, he'll be forever changed. He will be a man when he comes out, guarantee you. The rite of passage exists so that the boy can die. It exists to kill a man's boyhood because unless the boy dies, the man could never be alive. 
you have to kill the boyhood. You have to remove the boy. And it is moved through trauma. It is removed through suffering. It's the only way. The cleansing fire of suffering. The cleansing fire of truth. Truth is everything. Wisdom. You can't gain wisdom without suffering. I can't comfort you into wisdom, right? I can't. Sure, you can learn, you can gain wisdom from learning from others' mistakes, but at the end of the day, you're mostly going to be learning from your mistakes. I can't comfort you into wisdom. I'm sorry, but the human race has to suffer to get wisdom. Wisdom is the most important substance in all of creation, in all of existence, in all of this universe. Wisdom. You know, with... Because with wisdom, you're able to ascertain the truth. And the truth will set you free. The truth has insane amounts of power. If you have wisdom, you can literally have anything. Think about it. If you give someone, if you give someone like... Um, like ten billion dollars or you say you could have ten billion dollars or you could have a lot of wisdom more wisdom than you ever dreamed of having possible I'd take the wisdom because guess what if I am a wise man I could have that ten billion dollars the next day or in the future right but I'm patient I'm getting the wisdom oh I got my ten billion dollars oh I have more than ten billion now because it's literally the same thing as give a man fish, he'll, a fish, he'll eat for the day, but teach a man how to fish and he will eat for the rest of his life, right? That's the whole point of wisdom. We need wisdom. Wisdom is absolutely critical. Ignorance is the opposite of wisdom. Ignorance is the greatest disease that plagues our race every single day. This is why the Masons call people who are not enlightened the profane, right? It's not just the Masons, actually. It's many uh, religions, belief systems, secret societies throughout this planet. Um, these mystic or mysticism-related religions, they're talking about how people are needing to be enlightened, and they can't get enlightened unless they have wisdom, and they, they are ignorant, and because they're ignorant, we get to label them, you know, like the cattle that they are. They are the profane, right? These things are all aspects under the magician archetype. Because we lack the magician archetype in our society, there are no rites of passage. Here's the thing about a rite of passage. A rite of passage, what's really important about it is that if a man or a boy completes their rite of passage and they become a man as a result of completing their rite of passage, what happens is that community with which that boy lives in, respects that boy as a man and treats that boy as a man indefinitely because they passed the rite. They've passed the ritual. They passed the test. The boy was killed. The boy is dead so the man can be alive. That's the point. And society, that society, respects the results of the rite of passage and does not question it because they do not dare question the shaman or the shaman's decision-making, or the shaman's rite of passage that he has conferred upon the boy so that the boy can become a man. And he comes out of the rite of passage as a result of great suffering, being initiated into manhood, he emerges as a man. That is the entire point of it. Well, 
The problem is, is our society doesn't really give a damn about rites of passage, and our communities don't really respect them. This is something Native Americans had figured out. Why is it so important? Well, here's an example. The Iroquois. Some people say Iroquois. I don't know how to say it properly. And I don't mean to be offensive, but I'm just ignorant, right? See, even I struggle with it. But the point is, this nation of Native Americans, whenever they would make a decision, every decision that they would make would all be made from the point of view of supporting the next seven generations of people. So their grandchildren, great-grandchildren, great-great-grandchildren, and so on, the next seven generations, every decision that that village or that nation would make would be based on that, right? Some of those decisions obviously are to uphold and respect the rite of passage. If anyone does not respect the rite of passage, that's how it was. The shaman was not to be disrespected. The shaman, though they did not hold much power within the village, they held absolute influence. And let me tell you, sometimes if I had the choice of taking power versus influence, I'd rather have influence. I mean, you know, Napoleon, he had power. But who had power over Napoleon? That goes to Fouché, his spy master, and also Talleyrand, his, uh, his uh, diplomat. If you haven't read the 48 Laws of Power or the 33 Strategies of War, according to uh, or written by Robert Greene, I recommend you read that because it explains how these two men influence the rise and fall, both sides, of Napoleon who literally conquered the known world. And he did it quickly. And he did it with a French force, right? The French were not to be reckoned with by this ENTJ known as Napoleon. You know, the guy who first uh, developed shock and awe, right? A lot of people don't understand that, but it's okay. Read the book. Influence is really important. That is the power of the magician. Men who have the magician archetype in its fullness, they are able to utilize influence and influence other men. Why is this? Well, it's because if they are respected by the community, because the community, if they are respected by the community, as a result of the community knowing that the uh, particular magician, this man with the magician archetype in its fullness, that this man is able to create good men. That this man is a wise man. Wisdom is everything. So, it is absolutely everything. So, remember, how to get wisdom, it's all about suffering. You have to suffer. This is why the rite of passage was so important. Because the rite of passage was literally what people used to cause that amount of suffering that would cause the boy within a man to die. Within a male, the boy would die so that the man could come to life and the man would be born as a result of this initiation process within the rite of passage. We lack of the rite of passage in our society today and that's a problem. And we need to come up with solutions on how to fix that problem. Which we can. And we will. Given time. That's the whole point of this lecture, right? To teach people to utilize their magician. So, we talked about learning from others' mistakes and learning from uh, their own mistakes. We talked about how they can move mountains, essentially. 
and uh, produce miracles. Why is this? Again, it comes down to the wisdom. If you are so wise and if you have gained so much wisdom, I mean, that's what Solomon did. When Solomon became king after his father, King David, died, Solomon prayed to God. And what did he ask? He didn't ask for women or riches or cars. He asked for wisdom because he knew wisdom was important because he knew that if he had wisdom, he could gain anything he wanted, right? That's the power of the magician. You become so specialized. You become so wise as a man that you literally can produce miracles for yourself and others that you can move mountains in your life and in the lives of other people. That's what I do here on this YouTube channel. I'm not trying to be arrogant, but the, the amount of letters that I get from people through emails thanking me for my work that I do here, it's as a result of moving mountains in their lives. It's as a result of me spending so much time trying to gain wisdom. Wisdom is everything. Wisdom is the key. You have to have wisdom. Let me check my notes here just to make sure I haven't missed anything. Now, when people gain wisdom, what's interesting about wisdom is that... Uh, what's interesting about wisdom is that... Uh, you know, the things that you wanted before, uh, you all of a sudden realize that that is foolish and you don't want them anymore. So your goals and desires actually change after you've gained wisdom because you remember that, oh, that's probably foolish. I'm going to put away the foolish things of life, right? It's kind of like the Apostle Paul talking about how, you know, I put away childish things, even though technically I kind of you know, take umbrage with a lot of Pauline doctrine and the Apostle Paul, but that's another discussion for another day. Or perhaps a debate on the Discord server. Talking to you, Ramus. Anyway, Ramus is a good guy. We talked about influence and power. We talked about the chief is the alpha and the shaman just is a beta, but a very powerful beta, a beta of high influence and not as much uh, power, but that's okay. Not a big deal. Uh, the magician is the watcher. Uh, the father of fathers, that's also very important. And uh, he can see what's what's about to happen before it happens. So one of the thing about the shaman archetype is that men who are in the mature masculine who have you know mastered the four archetypes, king, warrior, magician, lover, and they are the magician. The magician can see things before it happens. The magician is prepared and can avert disaster because it sees the disaster before it comes. The magician is able to warn people and warn families, warn the village as a result of you know this coming catastrophe, right? That's what I'm doing right now. In fact, actually within this season, I talked about the potential collapse of society. I mean, let's face it. Do you think the world right now has confidence in the United States government? Do you think the world has confidence in uh, the U.S. dollar right now as much? I hear stories often about how the world's reserve currency, the U.S. dollar, is like no longer being considered. It does not have as much confidence, and many other nations are no longer trading with the U.S. dollar, right? And it's only because we have the petrodollar that it's still pretty much backed because all oil is traded in U.S. dollars, for example. Now, I'm not trying to make this like some economics lesson, but that's very significant. The point is, is that just like at the end of the Roman Empire, before its fall, the United States of America and first world society as we know it is basically at risk of hanging by a thread, right? So what do we do? We gain wisdom. 
we have to gain wisdom, we have to prepare for any possible eventuality, okay? And it's not me like saying, oh, I'm trying to instill fear and, you know, I'm, I'm a prepper and you need to buy gold and, uh, you know, and, and have food storage and all that. No, that's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying be responsible. I'm saying just be ready for anything. You're responsible for your family. You're responsible for your kingdom, right? If you are a king and a warrior already, you already understand your responsibilities as a man. You have to be ready. You have to keep your eyes on the future. I was actually talking to somebody today on the Discord server about how they literally told me, no one's going to respect me if I don't have good memories. That's crap. That is bullshit. That's not even real. No, no, no. Keep your eyes on the future. A person is more likely to respect you because they see you have a bright future. It's not about your memories or where you come from. A lot of people come from the other side of the tracks. Heck, I used to be homeless for a significant amount of time. Heck, I'll even admit to you right now that my son was born into homelessness. Like, that sucks. I was living in a garage. You know what I mean? Is that is that worthy? Is that is that mature? I was such a child. I was such a man-child in those days. I regret that. And I regret that my son was subjected to that kind of life because of my irresponsibility, because of my stupidity, because I was a man-child. It's no wonder his mother and I got divorced, right? She lost all respect for me because I hadn't figured out Kang, that's for damn sure. I hadn't figured out Warrior. Sure as hell didn't figure out Magician. So there's no way she would even desire to remotely be my lover. And I don't blame her for that. Let's be honest. So, the magician. If you are a man, and you're a little bit wiser than your fellow man, it is your responsibility to hold them accountable. It is said, as iron sharpens iron, so does one man to another. That means it is the responsibility of men is the responsibility of men as we know it, basically, to sharpen other fellow men and raise them up in manhood. We may not have rites of passage, but eventually every man, as they enter into manhood, has their own rite of passage. The rite of passage is inevitable. The problem that we have today in society is that the rite of passage is not something endorsed or supported by society, but the rite of passage will occur. It's not it may not be respected by society, but a man could still suffer a rite of passage in their life in the same way I did. That was, you know, living in that garage. That was mine, right? Me having the balls to literally light my entire life on fire and burn it down limb by limb. So there was nothing left but ash so that new life could grow again. That's when I used my super ego and hit the nuclear option what I had to do. Anyway, understand the truth. And the truth is, we have to respect the rite of passage. We have to bring them back. If you are a man who is advanced, it doesn't matter. Like if you like if you have a career and someone else doesn't have a career, or if you are better, if you are more fit, you know, if you have your king developed, Help other men reach king. It is your responsibility. Become the magician. Help them reach king. If you're a warrior, help them reach warrior. Get them to stop being the hero. Help them reach warrior. It is absolutely crucial.
The magician's job is to help raise up other men into manhood. Help them, guide them through their rite of passage. Heck, you could even set it up for them. I mean, this is what's important, like about hazing, for example. I, I read this, uh, this chapter about hazing in this book called The Boy Crisis by Warren Farrell. Hazing is important because if you have a prima donna, someone who's a hero, someone who's selfish, you know, in a military situation or even a firefighter situation, they're not going to be putting their life on the line for their fellow men. That's why they're hazed. If they could take criticism and take it well, as well as dish it back, it creates a form of camaraderie, which increases the confidence of the group so that the group or the team or the squad or the, you know, all those people involved, fellow squad mates, for example, they are confident that that new person, for example, will be willing to lay down their life for them if it is required, right? That's the power of the magician. That's what it's for. So let's talk about some of the negative components of the magician archetype. There's two of them. There is the, uh, the manipulator who's kind of like standoffish. Um, they have the wisdom, right? And uh, they're, not, they're not ignorant, um, but they know, but they know they know what's up, but they choose nothing. They choose to do nothing. Um, maybe I got that wrong. I don't remember. Let's see here. My notes, just to double check that I'm not telling the wrong thing. Just to double check, because for some reason I lost. Yeah, the detached manipulator, that's correct. And there's also the denying innocent one, yes. The detached manipulator so the detached manipulator is basically someone who is like, I know what's going on, but I'm just going to manipulate things for my own selfish gain. I'm going to use my power and influence and all of my wisdom specifically for my selfish gain. I don't care if I raise up men into manhood, and if I do, it's only to serve my interests and my needs. Uh, the detached manipulator is also where you see the magician archetype being used to create cults and take advantage of people especially taking advantage of women, right? And children. That's how bad the magician archetype can get when it's used outside of its fullness. Or there's the, uh, uh, the innocent one, the denying innocent one, where they're choosing to be ignorant. This is when someone is being willfully ignorant. This is where you get the people who say, or the men who say, ignorance is bliss, right? Ignorance is not bliss, it is a lie. It is not bliss. You have to be willing to live with the truth. The truth is literally fire. It burns like hellfire. It exists to cleanse. You're not going to be grow, able to grow unless you're cleansed. First, you have to be willing to take the heat. You have to be willing to take the fire. That's why hazing exists. We just talked about that. You got to be able to take the heat. If you can't, if you can't take it, then don't dish it, right? That's the whole point. That's an aspect of the magician archetype. Do not be that uh, that innocent one who's you know feigning innocence and choosing to be ignorant, choosing to have their head in the sand. How many people do that? 
I think it was Samuel L. Jackson who said that to uh, Keanu Reeves in the movie Chain Reaction. Americans, Americans don't care. Man, all they care about is going home from work and flipping on their television and eating their TV dinners. They don't care. See? And it's like, okay, well, the American people are completely, all of a sudden, you know, first world society as we know it, just in droves, they are these innocent ones, these people who are willfully ignorant. Because when confronted with the truth, they just can't handle the truth. There's another movie line, right? Wisdom. Wisdom is the key. Truth is the key. You can't get to know truth until you have wisdom or seeking wisdom. You can't get that until you are willing to suffer for it. And sometimes, to get to wisdom, you need to be told the truth, which produces the suffering that you need to gain the wisdom. That's just how it works. So to become the magician, all you have to do is become specialized, seek truth, allow criticism. Criticism is key because that's how you raise men into manhood. You criticize them. You challenge them. And if you are a man, as iron sharpens iron, so does one man to another. It's your responsibility to raise up your fellow men into manhood. So you need to be willing to criticize them and tell them the truth, regardless of how they feel about it. That is your role. Tell them the truth. Cause them suffering. As a result, they will gain wisdom. And then they will become men. And they will reach king, warrior, magician, lover as well. They will enter the mature masculine. And you, as a result, would have covered a multitude of problems, pains, abandonments, these bitter roots of life that we have, judgments on their sons, for example, and their sons, and their sons, and their sons. And then through just even one person, if you're able to convert one person into a man, just one, it's worth it. That one person could change society as we know it. That one person could prevent fatherlessness for generations. You never know. So do not give up. It is your responsibility as men of the mature masculine, as men of the magician archetype to do this. You must hold each other accountable. You must criticize each other. You must tell each other the truth, regardless of how people feel about it. And there is a such thing as truth. It's funny, the Discord server is constantly arguing whether or not absolute truth exists. You know, let me ask you a question. You know, I heard someone tell me absolute truth does not exist. So I asked them this question, is that a true statement? And they're like, well, yeah, it is a true statement. Absolute truth does not exist. That's true. Okay, so if absolute, if the statement itself in quotes, absolute truth does not exist, if that itself is true, then that's inherently contradictory. It's contradicting itself. If absolute truth does not exist, if it really is true, that means that truth does exist. So, by default, like, algebraically speaking, logically speaking, absolute truth has to exist. And it is seeking, in seeking truth and gaining wisdom for ourselves 
that we are able to become the magician. As a result of becoming the, mission, the magician, we're able to basically work our magic, which is miracles. We're able to produce miracles and move mountains out of our lives and the lives of others. It takes knowledge. You seek that knowledge. You seek that truth. That truth can be very painful and it can produce suffering, but the suffering it produces leads to wisdom. And then you will be able to accomplish mighty feats on this earth for yourself and fellow men and for the betterment, betterment of our race, as is your responsibility as the magician. If you found this lecture useful, helpful, educational, enlightening, insightful, subscribe to the channel here on YouTube and also on uh, the podcast. Leave a like while you're at it. If you have any questions about the magician archetype, please uh, leave it in the comment section. Um, thank you for your patience with me tonight as, again, I am exhausted and uh, still coming off of this trip, but I wanted to make sure that there was another lecture uh, released uh, before uh, I didn't want it to go too long, and I promised people that I would, right? So... I very much care for this audience, and I'm very thankful for this audience, so uh, that's uh, pretty great to have you uh, with, uh, with us as we continue moving forward on this journey together. If you haven't joined the Discord server yet, please do. Also, I have a Q&A session scheduled for Friday, uh, this coming Friday, so be aware of that. To get your questions in, make sure you join the Discord server. It's probably going to be an hour and a half to two hour session, so we're just going to be going through as many questions as we, as we possibly can uh, on the Discord server. And it will be uh, live streamed uh, over YouTube. If you haven't joined our meetup group, the link is in the description along with the Discord channel uh, link, uh, server link. Go ahead and check that out as well in the description. And uh, awesome. Don't forget our giveaway, King Warrior Magician Lover. Subscribe to the channel, leave a like and a comment, and uh, you'll be entered to win uh, the uh, free copy of King Warrior Magician Lover. Uh, think we're going to be doing like either electronic or a uh, maybe a paperback copy of some kind I think it's what we have so either way we're, we're going to give you the opportunity to choose which one you want so awesome great well I only have I'm not kidding like I have 800 lectures planned so got more of them to do tomorrow so I'll see you guys tomorrow and you have a good night